This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And this is Mike Templeton. Bring it back for another week of smooth turtle talk. Smooth. I had to stop rubbing my chin on the pop filter. Welcome to the ASMR TMNT podcast. <laughs> Tonight, we'll be talking about volume two. We probably shouldn't do a dueling ASMR. Yeah, we shouldn't know because because whoever's listening to this, Clint, tell us if that just sounded absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, what are we, what are we uh, talking about today, Spencer? Volume two, issues seven, eight, and nine. We're getting close to the end here already. Yes, it's, it's, we, it feels like we just got here. I know. Confrontations, face off, and victory are the titles of today's issues. And that wasn't Keith questioning whether or not like that was the name of the title. That's its name. Like there is a question mark. Victory. Yeah. That's the only right way to say that. Weirdly, there. Have you guys noticed? It's not just me, is it? They're not titled in the issue. I've been getting that from the Mirage Studios website. So someone must have gone in afterwards and been like, hmm. "Yeah, like I think I, I noticed that there isn't anything any titles in there. Um, there really isn't any credit pages either, from what I've seen." Yeah, there's just like a like the front inside cover is just briefly and so and so that's not rep, uh, reproduced in the collected versions that I'm reading. So mm. yeah, it's a little weird. Well, so but, I, but I recently started my journey of collecting all of Volume Two because it seems to be pretty easy to find. Um, so I'm about a third of the way there. So wow. yeah, it's, I'm, it's also the the easiest number of issues to collect for a full volume too besides like tales volume one but those are starting to get pretty expensive but like yeah like volume i I think i mentioned it um when we first started covering this like nobody really talks about volume two so it's like these are pretty easy to find from what i've been able to uh track down so far Mm -hmm. i mean thankfully like i've also got like a you know inside at my comic book store whenever they buy a lot they always put the turtles issues aside for me so Hmm nice because they know about the show shout out to comics tnt and tusted well speak about talking about volume two. Oh, nice yeah who's leading us off tonight i am let me tell you a story perhaps i can best explain the story of my young friends and i is really the story of a man named hamato yoshi so this book was uh, issue number seven, was first released in October of 1994. The cover was done by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman, writer Jim Lawson, penciler Jim Lawson, 
inker Eric Talbot, colorist Eric Vincent, letterer Mary Kelleher. So at Casey and April's apartment, Casey's checking out where April was uh, pricked by the robot's needle or stabbed by it. It kind of seems like it was a little bit bigger than a just just a prick, um, but not anything fatal. Oh, what a total prick! <laughs> and Sorry. prick move, man. <laughs> Casey also notices a car pulling up outside his house, sitting right outside of it, outside of their apartment building. Uh, the turtles come back to say that they have no leads on what is going on with this robot thing. And so then later, Casey takes it on himself to get leads by going to the car that pulled up earlier and jumping the feds that are staking out his building from within the car. He finds a briefcase with papers in it and learns that Stockman is behind the attack. But they haven't learned that like the robot's actual identity itself is Stockman. You know, they don't they don't know his brains in there or anything like that. Uh, they send Shadow and April out of town, uh, somewhere safe. And Casey then fills in the turtles with the report he found. Uh, when on the news, it comes up that uh, there is something shooting a message into a building by shooting out its windows. Uh, it's and the message ends up being. April, I'm coming for you tonight. When the cops show up uh, to the site of the shooting, they find a remote-controlled gun there. The turtles are scoping it out from a distance and you know, can't really see that it's a remote-controlled gun and believe it's the robot. And so they decide the cops can handle it and they go to look for Stockman. They begin to leave when they run into the robot. Uh, they let him know that they know that he's Stockman, or at least you know that Baxter is behind it and he's the one controlling it. And, you know, they don't really know how. And so then they fight. Uh, Baxter easily beats them and is about to dispatch Raphael when Donatello shows up at the last second with nobody. The vigilante, not like no one, nobody. Like, yeah. The officer that, you know, goes out. And... The superhero, the, the Batman ripoff, right? Sorry, I was laughing. I just, my mic was muted. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was good. You showed us nobody. Yeah. I, I think doesn't Baxter in the next issue even make a joke like, what if I kill nobody? Have yes. I even committed a crime? I don't know. I think uh, you should talk about that next issue. Yeah. So this is TMNT Volume 2, number eight, titled Face Off, originally published November 1994. Uh, same crew on this story and pencils by Jim Lawson, inks by Eric Talbot, letters by Mary Kelleher, cover or colors, excuse me, by Eric Vincent cover by Eastman and Laird. So the Baxter robot picks up a chunk of the chimney rubble that uh, Raph had knocked onto him and hurls it at Don and Nobody. He then starts to arm a missile to shoot at them, but his body malfunctions and it, the rocket explodes internally, taking off his right arm and shoulder. Raph laughs at his misfortune and Baxter picks him up and dangles him over the side of the building. Nobody, armed with his own rocket launcher, tells Don to look after his brothers and Casey while he takes care of the robot. They're spotted by a passing police helicopter, and nobody complies with their request to drop the rocket launcher. Baxter drops Raphael off the roof, then launches himself with a police helicopter, crashing it down into the city street. Baxter walks away from the wreckage and escapes to the sewer. The turtles, minus Raphael, are able to get back to April's apartment, and Don goes back out to look for Raph. He comes across nobody who hasn't been able to find him, but says he'll check the police reports for any info. In the sewers, we see the Baxter bot slogging along. 
Baxter says its internal repair systems are working, but he succumbs to his injuries and passes out. On the final page, we see Raph strapped down on some sort of operating table. The end. Issue nine picks up immediately where that leaves off. Same creator crew, uh, original release date of December 1994. Baxter comes back online after his battle on the rooftop with the turtles. Startled, he sees that his right arm is regrowing and deduces that his body's repair system has developed its own path, letting it do things he never programmed it to. At the Jones apartment, the phone rings and Casey picks it up. It's nobody on the other end. The police officer, not nobody. He looked into all the police files and could find nothing about the whereabouts of Raphael, who went missing on the, after the rooftop fight. He's been investigating into potential uh, cover-ups, though. Casey and the other turtles go to find the robot for answers. As soon as they leave the apartment, federal agents break in and begin tossing the place for evidence. Just then, Louis Bronze hears the commotion from his apartment downstairs and checks out the source of the noise. As the feds draw their guns on him, he beats them up. After beating them all up, he picks up one of them and coerces them to tell him who sent them with his psychic powers. In the sewer, the remaining turtles and Casey come across the cyborg Baxter. He attacks them and they flee, but he corners them, holding a live wire out, uh, that he's pulled out and ready to drop it on them. He drops the wire and as the turtles and Casey are standing in water, Leo throws a katana, pinning the cable to the wall and conducting the electricity back up to, Bla to blast Baxter, blowing up his body and presumably killing him. They find Stockman's glasses, and with that, the robot's emotional responses, Donatello theorizes that somehow Baxter was the robot. Unfortunately, there is no trace of Baxter inside, and no memory components are left after the explosion, leaving them without a trail to find Raph. The end. Good stuff. Honestly, this was a pretty cool three-issue, you know, spread that we read. Yeah. yeah. My favorite three so far, like, all grouped together out of the ones we've read. Definitely. I, I mean, it, up to this point, it's been Baxter walking across the United States, so yeah, this like, three-issue fight is slow. fantastic. Yeah. It's built up to this moment, and it didn't disappoint. No, not at all. So should we uh, dig a little deeper? I think so. See you the second time around. Hey, nice junk. That's news. That's news. We don't have a song for this. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can kind of like play the April theme. Second time around. Whoa. <laughs> We're talking about comic books even deeper than the other parts of the show. No, I was oh, doing, oh. I was doing, don't come around. Whoa. But the second time around. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Well, I got to change all my lyrics and everything. Yeah, now, now you got to change your lyrics. Anyway. And melody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and also sing well. Why well, I just um, go start my own podcast with blackjack <laughs> and hookers. Uh, all right. Issue seven. You know, forget about the black. Forget about, forget about the blackjack. <laughs> the podcast. Forget about the podcast. Yeah. Um, I Issue seven. I don't know if this has been called this before or I just noticed it now, but the letters page is called shooting the shell. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You know what? If we get to a point where we can't call this show Ninja Turtle Power Hour anymore, shoot in the shell. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> That's it. golden. That's I, it right I there. I wish I would have come up with that originally. Not oh, man. <laughs> shoot in the shell. That's great. Uh, we also get an ad for Casey Jones and Raphael number two. 
And uh, starting with this issue, they're going monthly. So up to this point, it's been every other month. These three come out in consecutive months for the first time in this run. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess I should have noticed that when all three of us were like, in October, in November, in December. <laughs> so uh, the covers on, on these three um, are all really cool. Um, I didn't notice anything like hidden in the details other than like issue seven, like Leo makes that exact pose in the issue, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of not, not funny. It was just kind of like, okay. But the uh, cover for eight, the face-off one, that is really good. Um, and I'll get into that in my that part of this podcast. Yeah. Did you notice on that cover that the mouth behind the uh, the buildings is still the the mouth from the issue it's seven? The, it's, it's the, the mouth the same from the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really weird. And it goes back to what Peter was saying about how he uh, was doing all of this in Photoshop and to varying degrees of success and this if it wasn't for that mouth in the background this would be a perfect cover yeah i agree and it, it happens in the because there's even like a bad favorite. like there's even a bad lens flare mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think i like the art actually inside the comic more than i like the uh the cover <laughs> yeah I mean, and that's the thing. Like, this is a great cover. It's probably the best cover of volume two so far. Mm-hmm. It's just that mouth and the lens flare in the background that just like takes it down like to like high school level Photoshop, yeah. which is weird to say because like high schoolers nowadays are like incredible at Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of issue eight, it was published with a backup. Uh, that bog story that's been going on by. Uh, Ryan Brown. Uh, th- this was published with part three of five, which is weird because issue seven wasn't published with us with anything, and the last one was part one. So we've skipped part two entirely. Um, also, kind of cool is that Chris Allen joins the art team for that backup. Chris Allen, known for his work on TMNT Adventures at this time, uh, which is another comic book that I decided to start reading because it's on Comicsology. Yeah, oh, really mm-hmm. good i i'm excited for you I, I really like that book yeah i'm i'm saving my i'm i'm saving my first time for the podcast yeah like i started <laughs> reading saving it. yourself for the podcast. i started reading it and then i was like you know what it would be fun because like I, I like reading these issues for the first time uh so we could talk about it um but at the same time like adventures was a comic book that i did read when i was younger like at least a couple issues so i'm more familiar with that than i am with mirage mm. but uh yeah it's really hard to like not want to keep reading (laughs) adventures yeah Yeah. especially once it gets out of like recapping the cartoon yeah it seems like it's a lot of fun just kind of doing crazy stuff oh yeah it's bonkers oh it's gonna get bonkers don't worry oh good um the only the only note that i have here for second time around because i didn't have a lot of stuff is for issue nine um so i'm an electrician and so when you see that (laughs) bolt of electricity pass from leo's sword that is way below like that is below the robot up to Mm -hmm. baxter stockman that's called an arc and when that happens it produces what's called an arc flash (laughs) which is incredibly deadly 
So it makes sense that it blew up Stockman's body. So as an electrician, yeah. uh, can you confirm that that arc flash is actually a thing that is able to happen? Yes. Like in so that it would conduct upwards. Yes. That. Yes. Okay. Watch. I mean, I, I don't know if it would be able to make it that far, but depending on the voltage and how good a conductors and stuff are in Baxter Stockman's body. But it, that's the thing too. Like his body would have to be like a hell of a conductor for it to explode like that. Well, so I, we're but, jumping ahead to what was my anchovy. This was going to be my question for you was like, does electricity arc upward? And it sounds like that's yes. I, I, I think so. Like, I think it's really just, I mean, maybe not because it's trying to get to ground. Like I, I, I'm only just starting my apprentice classes, but they yeah. made sure to show us videos of arc flash <laughs> to be like, fear this. Yeah. So it's one of my like top 10 nightmares now. Okay. Got it. Yeah. My, my other, so the other part of that was like, he was holding the, the cable right next to his body and it didn't do mm -hmm. anything. And then it somehow it got us sorted and it's like, ah, live wire. Yes. That, that part makes no sense. That, yeah. Okay. It, it, okay. Would, it would probably be arcing before that, I imagine. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, my other notes for issue nine, uh, we get an ad for the next Savage Dragon team and T crossover, which I think takes place after volume two. Mm -hmm. um they mentioned that it's been five years since baxter held new york ransom with the mausers so that puts this in a little bit of a time frame okay and then uh when the cia agents or maybe their darpa agents uh scan the apartment april's apartment all they find is a cat that's clunk yeah we haven't seen him forever but he's apparently living with him still oh that's good yeah uh okay so this is something that actually doesn't come back up until volume four um so at the end of issue nine when they're checking the baxter robot for you know any trace of baxter inside of it uh they don't find any but we find out in volume four that uh back donatello did find baxter yeah and it was keeping so big spoiler for <laughs> volume four um so I guess, like, at what point did he, did he, like, grab Baxter's brain out of the robot and then, like, tuck it in his belt real quick? No, so there's, there's a, there's, each turtle has a mini series that's, like, before and or during volume four. Um, that's kind of like their, their, like, micro series that they had in volume one, but it's like a four-issue mini series. And Donatello's is called The Brain Thief. And it deals with him finding Baxter's brain in the sewer. Oh, okay. So, like, so. wow. Peter actually like did explain this. Yeah, yeah. That Peter man. I know yeah, he's, he's about the reason. So I was incredibly confused when I read Volume Four and was just like, "When did this happen?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because that, that was the thing is like, because I knew uh, that. Like, I've seen, I've seen the picture, and I've seen like, I think we've even talked about it. Um, but yeah, like, kind of finding out here like this is this is where he grabs it but it's like it's off screen kind of thing or does it come so back later it comes back later. i haven't read the brain thief and i haven't read volume four but i've seen you know the baxter bot kind of nailed to the wall um my understanding is that the brain and like regenerative part of the robot gets away and it's the regenerative part of the robot oh. so like it starts like grabbing other material and making another robot don finds it I don't know if he like takes the brain out and puts it in the in the original robot or, or how that works, but somehow he stops it from regenerating even more. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's actually really cool. 
I know. Yeah, it's it's like the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to read that miniseries one day. Yeah. Me. Save myself for the podcast on that one too. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, the brain thief is Donatello's. Michelangelo's is uh, the third kind, which deals with him like living among humans after the aliens invade in volume four leonardo's is blind sight which is uh him dealing with a foot soldier that blinded him which mm-hmm. is something that happens in tales also and then Raphael's is bad moon rising which has covers by sophie campbell it's like her first work uh in in ninja turtles and it's him like fighting vampires and werewolves or something like that so they sound pretty cool. I've only ever read the Michelangelo one. Yeah, I gotta awesome. find these. Yeah, like these are cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to talk about things that aren't cool. Wah, wah. Nobody likes anchovies. And so I don't know if this is a thing I don't like or a thing that I just could not stop noticing. Um, and I think I brought this up in the last issue, but the the butt that the stockman robot has <laughs> is so juicy yeah like the and it's like it's colored so it, in in it's colored differently i think in the originals too but in mm-hmm. the um in in the idw versions it's like it, it's colored differently so it stands out every time and it's like yeah. it's it's drawn like squishier than the metal around it and it's just so prominent and it just it just cracked me up every time i saw it because i'm like god like they gave this robot such cake yeah (laughs) well i think are his thrusters in there that that was another thing so the um i think it was an issue i think it was issue eight when he like flies up to the chopper Mm -hmm. and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the jet stream is coming right out of the butt. Yeah. <laughs> and it cracked me up. <laughs> Pretty great. Oh, uh, it was, that was, and like, I couldn't tell if that was just the way it was drawn. Um, if the way it was like, if the way IDW colored it, cause it's like. It's it color looked- orange. While like most of the robots blue, they have orange bits and they made sure, like, it seems like they almost like made sure they colored the butt bit orange. Oh yeah. The butt was orange every time. Oh wow. Except so in have- one, except in one panel, but I think it was because it was further away and was supposed to be like in shadow kind yeah. of thing. Um, but God, that jet stream coming out of the robot's butt was just like this white line. It didn't even look like a jet stream. It just looked like a white line coming out of a little stick out of its butt. Oh man. Now, in, in the original ones, he's he's a mostly solid gray robot, except for like his joints. So the butt is because there's like there's, there's like green gray. to him and stuff. Yeah, like his abdomen and his elbows and I think his knees are kind of green, but for the most part, he's he's just gray. They didn't make the butt green. No, it's not. A, it's not a. I kind of not I necessarily like the, a highlight. I kind of like the original colors uh, on the robot more. Than, yeah. than the idw versions yeah like the the idw version like it's too plain i think mm-hmm. um like the gray and the orange um like it's a good contrast to each to each other um but it's it, it it overall it's just kind of an uninteresting robot design when it's colored this way but looking at the original one there's greens there's um blue like 
it's it looks like there's blue tubing and like kind of transparent parts um and like visually it looks a lot cooler it's the same it's the same drawing it's just that's what a good colorist can do i think it's kind of strange it's strange to me that they recolored it for the idw reprints the only way i can the only reason i would think of um and granted i don't work in comics so i I don't know if this is exactly why they did that but the only thing i can think of is that the uh the originals weren't reproducible in like high definition that's that's what i was thinking too or like i I know i've read like uh some some reprints of uh usagi yojimbo and like they just lost the original colors at some Mm. point just in a move or something they were misplaced that's that's, those are the only reasons i can really think that they would do that yeah because the um because because that's the other thing too is like reading these like on my ipad um like blown up it's very clear that like i'm not looking at drawings that were meant to be you know up to like i don't know the resolution i'm reading it at but you know it's an ipad so it's you know not 4k but you know it should be 1080 or whatever um but i should be able to read it at like a higher resolution and it's like everything is kind of so pixelated especially reading it in guided view so that i'm looking at like individual panels yeah and it really kind of hurts in these issues specifically like when Casey's um, beating up the, the feds in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, it, it read a little weird. Yeah. And that scene, what is the deal with the uh, like masquerade mask that he has? And on? that was, yeah, that was the thing too. Like I thought it wasn't Casey for a second. Like at first yeah. I was like, Oh, this is totally Casey. And then the way they colored him, like, cause he, when he, when he takes the mask off, like the, when he like pulls it off and like, he still has the hood on, he has black hair. But up mm. until that point, he had had brown hair in the IDW colors. Mm. So that's why like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's not Casey. This is a new person. And then it was Casey. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't understand why it wasn't using his hockey mask. Like, yeah. Like the why, thing that he's known for. Exa- exactly. But also at the same time, maybe it's because he's known for that. Yeah. What'd you say, Spencer? Did he lose it ever? Did he lose it in like? I don't think he's ever war? lost it, but he, it's been so long since he's worn it. Mm-hmm. He you might know, have like, like given up the vigilante life, and so he got rid of his mask. Well, I mean, wasn't like, that wasn't that part of his whole arc when he when he left and like was off with uh, Gabby? Like I mean, his car got stolen with his stuff, but then he got his car back. Well, maybe they yeah. took the maybe they took the hockey mask. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have the mask anymore maybe. and lost it from that. Because that's the thing is like you never see him with his mask on again. And yeah, because even because even when he comes when he comes back to New York and like helps the turtles out, he's not wearing the mask. Yeah, he, he but he gets a new one in body count. Yeah, that he then continues to wear through the image series. Um, interesting. So interesting I think stuff. that it had disappeared when his car got stolen. Let's go with that. I like I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah, we'll have to bring Jim Lawson on the show and ask him. And I'm gonna stop us right there this is future spencer coming right back um just to say that we actually figured out that casey jones lost his mask one didn't lose it he threw it away in issue 50 around this in the city at war arc so now we know we're not going to have to ask jim lawson that we would still love to have on the show anyway back to your podcast 
Yep. Uh, but I would love to talk to Jim Lawson. He's, I mean, he's like the Jack Kirby of Ninja Turtles. Like he's just drawn them for so long in so many different ways. He's, uh-huh. just, he's the king of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so get them all in the show. Lawson, Dooney. Yeah, come on down. I talked. I talked to Michael Dooney in two thousand nine. I would love to talk to him again. Cool. Let's see other anchovies for these issues. I, I feel like the only one I had was that. Uh, I feel like yeah. they found Baxter a little too conveniently, and then Don and Nobody really found them pretty I think quickly. The, I think the the shooting the message into April, for April in the side of the building is so overly dramatic and stupid, <laughs> but it's like perfectly Baxter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like he got through that many letters and like nobody found it that quickly. Cause like that's gotta be loud and that's gotta be like, you, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's weird. Cause like, you know, you look thinking about it in, in the modern day, you know, like everybody's got a cell phone and you know, the world trade center, like everybody was like taking pictures of that, like seconds after the plane hit. Yeah. Um, and so for like this, for like that many letters to be shot in the side of a building that large too. Remember like this is, this could be read blocks away. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what building did they say it was. I don't think they said the building, but I think they also said that the gun was like very far away from where it was shooting. And so it's like, so. I mean, I don't, I've never been to New York, but like I've seen pictures and I've played Spider-Man on the PS4. I know New York pretty well. And buildings that large in areas that like, because the gun is angled up. And so like, there's not that many buildings that are that tall that you could get that angle and shooting them up at. Yeah. I just, I guess I thought it was weird that like he, he set the automatic gun there and then walked away. But like the turtles find him like, immediately with yeah. no well i think no, he was, like need to is like a calling card he, he was trying to draw them out and that's why he did it like i feel like he kind of insinuated that in one of the lines of dialogue okay okay I, I buy that this baxter man he's i'll get into the i love part but man i like this well, i think if uh we don't got anything else to say i i have bad. a couple of things that i yeah. okay, okay. Lay, never mind never lay mind. it on us spencer's got a couple of bad things on, on page four in the, the idw colors with the idw colors on on page four of issue seven casey suddenly like his skin is colored different like he just randomly gets darker for a page and then he's just like light again like i don't know what the oh i think i missed that yeah it's, it's on page four like he's he's like a he suddenly like goes into like this like more olive color and he goes and then his skin goes like back to like the pinkish white that they've been kind of coloring him for the rest of the story. That's kind of the thing too is like the the skin tones on the human characters are like it it's like uh when you're like coloring in elementary school and like you're like human skins oh I'm a pink pink. Yeah. It's like it's the that pink. Yeah. And it's it's a little it's yeah it's a little too like too vibrant to be like a natural color. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in the original. I, I I will say though I have noticed that every now and then Casey's gone from just like wearing red to wearing blue back to wearing red. Like oh. 
Oh, in the original comic? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like on one page is blue, on the next page is red, on the next page is blue again. Like his, his yeah. shirt is just a, it's like that white and blue dress from a couple of years ago, you know? Oh God. No, everybody just, <laughs> everybody stopped talking about that. You brought it back. What else you got for us, Spencer? Uh, my other, my one final thing is that on page 16, I think they got some dialogue mixed up in between boxes. I could be wrong. Of issue eight. Oh, sorry, not 16. It's page 19 of issue eight. Uh, so Donatello looks up at nobody and says, where's Raphael? And then he's like, nobody. And then he says, no. And then nobody jumps down. And then he's like, what happened? You were supposed to protect him. Is he, is he maybe asking him again? Like, are you going to respond to me? And then, oh he's like, yeah, no. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that and it was nobody weird. first, like nobody. And then where's Raphael? No. You know, and then what happened? I feel like they mixed up the where's Raphael and then nobody thing, unless nobody is just sitting in silence for a minute. And then he's like questioning him again. I'm not sure. At first I thought I got mixed up and now I'm thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe nobody's just not saying anything, but maybe I'm the wrong one here. (laughs) No, it's the children who are wrong. No, it's the children who are wrong. (laughs) Anyway, that was my, that was my only other anchovy. Just that. Yeah, that was a weird part. Hmm. Well, let's talk about some good parts. I love being a turtle! Um, I alluded to this before, but Baxter Stockman, Mirage Baxter Stockman is a is a total BA man. He held all of New York hostage. He was beaten on a fluke, right? Like who who could have accounted for turtle monsters barging into your secret lair? Yeah. And, and they just barely beat him then. And in this one, I mean, he shows up in New York. He's he's shooting out windows. He's busting out of sewers, grabbing damsels and stabbing them in the shoulder. Uh, <laughs> he set up a, a automatic turret that he stole from DARPA, right? He used it when he first infiltrated the robot lab. He's set it up to, to shoot a message into a building for one person to psychologically torture them. He's got the turtles on, like, at the wit's end. Raphael knocks a chimney onto him which was awesome, just like they did in the 87 cartoons, and it destroyed all those foot soldiers, except Baxter's robot is still just standing there. The only thing that stops him is that he just, a fluke, a rocket shoots off inside his body. That's the only way they get ahead of, uh, a leg up on the guy. Like, he's such a dominant villain in this Okay, we're, we're, I love him. Going, going, going back to a uh, question real quick. Do, does April ever, did, did she ever see the message, or did they just not tell her? I can't remember. I don't think she saw the message because she was with Casey's aunt. Mm-hmm. Driving off somewhere, probably. Oh, she, she was in the car too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They oh. I thought they just dumped Shadow in the car. Mm-mm. No, April's in there too. And I, I assume with her, with Casey's aunt up in Northampton is God. what I assumed, but I'm not entirely sure. To Northampton. Which this is another great thing. Like Jim Lawson's keeping track of where people are and what they know. I mean, the turtles never really figure out that Baxter is the robot, just that Baxter's involved with the robot somehow. Yeah. He's, he's doing a good job, even though we as the audience know everything. He's keep doing a good job keeping track of who knows what. Yeah. No, but, you know, continuing off on, like, your Stockman's thing, like, Stockman's narcissism and everything is just, like, fantastic. Yeah, and he's so grandiose and, like, overdramatic. It's just very much him. He's got this flair. Uh... It's almost it's it's like that. 
you know, him shooting a message in a building, in my opinion, is more like, look at how smart I am that I can like set up this gun to be able to shoot this message in this building from this far away. You know, it's more of like him just trying to like flex his brain on everyone. (laughs) Oh, totally. I'm again, it's a fluke that they beat him. Uh, And it's only because for some reason, a missile misfired inside of his body. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's he, I, I want to know what else he had planned for April, you know, because like clearly he had more coming. Oh. Yeah. I also like Casey just busting into the Fed's car and just like that whole scene was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, just crashing through the window and beating him up and then taking the, the briefcase and figuring it out. And, and then robot fighting, you know, just just fighting a giant robot, always a winner. Yeah. And I think issue eight is like one of the, most beautiful issues of the series like this, really this art is. team is just they are clicking on another level that they haven't been up until this point like the colors are on point the scale that 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 uh that full page where baxter throws raf off the roof i like it better how the, small he is i like it better on the cover but that page is still fantastic yeah you can even see like his silhouette on the building as he's falling down like, i did think okay in the issue amazing. i think it's a little funny because um it, it looks like it looks like when he drops raf off like raf's just kind of like huh like a, like a little like <laughs> like a stuffed animal well he I, I, he got pretty beat up though i, I think he's just broken <laughs> no i i know it's, it's so like on on the cover i think it comes across better that he's like being dropped to his oh. doom and in like in the issue it to me it came across that he it looked like a toy being dropped but mm-hmm. they both still looked fantastic. Yeah. I also like uh, nobody's new costume. He doesn't have the like cape or the like white gloves anymore. It's just got yeah, it's more like, tactical. tactical. Yeah. yeah. It's He's more like Storm there. Shadow or something. Or what's the GI Joe guy? Uh, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Thank you. Storm Shadow is the bad guy, right? Is yeah, Storm Shadow is the white ninja? That's Snake Eyes is bad guy. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the cape after getting it caught on the swing set chasing after Casey. He was like, you know what? No more capes. I'm done with this. No capes. Yeah. Uh, he still got the rocket launcher though. He's like, I, I missed the first one. I was good with the second one. Now I got it. <laughs> okay. And then the we teased it earlier, but the absolutely hilarious line that Baxter drops when nobody gets there. Uh-huh. Yeah. That oh, if I kill nobody, is it really murder? <laughs> like yeah it's such a stupid baxter thing to say yeah and it's yeah it's funny and it's yeah like you said it's funny it's entertaining it's it's baxter being baxter i also have that in my notes specifically that line like it is it's it's good it's it's a really good like it's perfectly baxter Mm -hmm. i also really like getting to see don like stressing and reacting to raf disappearing uh like his kind of his whole whole freak out when he you know knows that for sure raf has disappeared uh yeah. i think it's a really great moment and very emotional uh which like we we get emotional moments in in ninja turtles in you know in these series but it's been a little while since we've had like something on this level yeah interesting too because i mean it it, se- it feels like 
the turtles are getting back together. Like this is the first time in this book they've all been in the same place because Donatello's been off in Northampton. The mm-hmm. second he gets there, now Raph is gone. So like now they're on another chase for uh getting their brothers back. Yeah. And did so he just like left Splinter like back in Northampton. Seems like it. Because yeah. yeah, like he met up with uh nobody in Northampton and they both just came out here. So <laughs> It'd be funny if he just he didn't even leave Splinter and nobody Splinter's like Donatello, I can't find my cane. Yeah. He's just up there making tuna casserole. Yeah. <laughs> I keep making two balls. Will my will my son come back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I really liked uh, Mr. Bronze's like psychic manipulation part, like the colors in that yeah. really it was, good. It was neat. Uh it did kind of come out of nowhere, but but it was neat. Oh, I will mean, be revealed, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, how else do you introduce psychic powers other than like out of nowhere? I mean, true. Okay, fair. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, let's recap real quick. Mm. Remember back to issue one. So far, we've seen April had a dream about Baxter with wires coming out of his head. We know he's a robot. Yeah. Mike had a production company. We know he started writing. In of issue eight, we see Raph strapped to a table, which was Leo's dream. So things are starting to come true from that first issue. They are. We're seeing all that foreshadowing coming yeah. coming to play. Oh man, who'd have thunk it? Jim Lawson. Jim Lawson. <laughs> um, this, these were three great issues. I, I really they, they really were. Yeah, like these three, these three issues, like they flew. I don't want to say they flew by, but it's like. I started reading it and I was like, I'll pick up the next one, you know, tomorrow or something. And I was like, nope, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read all three of them tonight. Like they're, yeah. they're really good. Like so far, Mir- volume two has been a lot better than v- Mirage volume one for me. Like Mirage volume one's got classics in it, but like, this is, this is the tight, tighter story that I, that I expect to read in a comic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a- it helps too that we're not, waiting for the release schedule that was like every other month you know we we have a full collection now we can just read in one sitting it's i mean there's also that too yeah 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 but the the last thing i did really like and it's kind of you know goes off what keith was saying earlier on how uh how lawson was able to keep it straight of what everyone should know is i like them kind of deducing that Baxter's at least behind the robot and like what was going on with the robot exactly you know they're picking up the glasses trying to put the clues together but of course the first thing that does not pop into their heads is oh obviously he has become the robot he's put his brain inside here and and is the robot now you know like you you can kind of see them on the edge of it you know when they find his glasses but yeah it's not an easy thing to to think of or figure out and so they haven't uh and, and they don't know what, and what a great end to the arc too, because like they don't know where Raph is either, and and they admit they have no leads. Like, what are they going to do next? You know? Yeah. Good stuff. Good conflict in this book. And yeah, that's that's kind of what I had overall. I guess I also enjoyed the what's his name, Louis Brom. I, I keep calling him Mister Clean because that's Mr. Bronze. Louis Bronze. Louis Bronze, I, I liked his fight scene as well. And yeah, like he said, the way it portrays like mind powers. Yeah, it was really that, cool. That panel was was a really cool way to do it. Some awesome, awesome. 
Should we move on to news then if we're done uh, waxing poetic about how good these issues are? I think we should. All right. April O'Neil, Channel 9 News. Uh, Channel 6 News. Spencer, do you have any comic news this week? Um, I think that oh shoot. I forgot to completely look at everything. I'm pretty sure that the best of shredders uh best of shredder came out today as we record this, the eighth. Yeah. So the best of shredder is coming out. Uh, I'm pretty sure the last issue is already out, and I already announced that. Um the one thing I would want to say is as a kind of a correction last week, we were kind of unsure about what Sophie was teasing. There's a later comment from Tom Waltz on Twitter saying that, you know, there's a hint in the 2021 annual, which is like the setup for Armageddon games. So I'm guessing that 2022 Sophie's art, what we're getting is Armageddon games is what they're teasing and hinting at. Would mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Still would love it if uh, Tom and Sophie came on the show to talk about it. Just throw it out there, guys. Uh, And also, I think in comic news, um, uh, volume three of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reborn, which is what they're calling the collected versions of um, all the post-100 issues, uh, I think that finally dropped. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing some people post uh, pictures of it, and uh, I need to go pick that up. Awesome. It looks like the day after this episode is going to drop, uh, December 15th, is oh, when so issue 124 will be coming out. So head on over to your yeah. local comic book store and pick that up. Uh, unfortunately, what is going to be end- <laughs> ending the day this drops is the pre-order period for the Super 7 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates Party Wagon. Uh, so that pre-order period ends on Tuesday, December 14th, the day this episode comes out. Um, so if you have not pre-ordered it by then directly from super seven, uh, you won't be able to after, uh, the 14th, uh, now typically, and don't take this as gospel, but typically you can still pre-order super seven products through other retailers like big bad toy store and entertainment earth. Um, I don't know if their pre-order period is going to end after that. So, uh, but definitely Super 7, their pre-order period uh, is usually about a month when they announce waves. So this one uh, is ending on the 14th. So, But in also uh, other Super 7 news, uh, today, this morning, I got charged for my uh, Wave 4 Ultimate Donatello. So uh, if you pre-order any of those you should be seeing uh, those getting charged soon i'm just waiting on casey and then i'm gonna ship it on to over to me from big bad toy store um i don't know where this picture came from but spencer you posted in our group chat a picture of the box art for raf as frankenstein yeah showed oh. mike is the mummy and so, april as the bride okay of frankenstein. so we talked a couple of weeks ago neca revealed uh their teenage mutant turtles cross universal monsters uh crossover line uh, so far, we've seen two figures uh, announced so far. We've seen Raph as uh, Frankenstein's monster, and we've seen Leo as Igor. Uh, and so the box art was revealed, um, I think, yesterday on Turtle Tuesday. Um, 
and some other websites had been showing the side art of the box. Um, NECA didn't officially reveal the side art. Um, so mm -hmm. these pictures were coming from like other retailers and the side art shows uh, more figures in the line, uh, shows, uh, I, did, did it confirm that it was Mikey? I don't think anybody's confirmed. They didn't, but the, orange, the band looks orange-y. But I mean, it looks dirty too, so it could be purple. Anyway, look at the picture. Uh, we'll probably put it up on our Facebook or Twitter, um, and you can see what we're talking about. The, uh, But it looks like the next figure is going to be a turtle as the mummy. And then the next one after that is the Bride of Frankenstein, which yeah, obviously is going to be Irma. <laughs> obviously, guys, that's got to be Michelangelo. It's, I'm looking. That's what it is. It's it's Donatello as the mummy, Michelangelo as the Bride of Frankenstein. No, there we go. I settled. I'm pretty it. sure Mike is the mummy. I'm looking at. It's got an orange glow to the face and everything. <laughs> no, yeah. but the whole but the lighting on it is all orange. I mean, and granted, like. And the money would be like, oh, make make Donatello Dr. Frankenstein. But like Dr. Frankenstein's not a monster. So he wouldn't they I don't think they would make a figure of that. Well, Igor's not a monster either. There are a lot of people I was gonna say, Igor's not really a monster either. But Dr. Frankenstein is the monster of Frankenstein, more so than Frankenstein. Is. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're not get okay. Someone with an English degree over here. Yeah, somebody get out. Shout out, out uh, to the podcast Oh No Lit Class. Uh, <laughs> they read books that you were supposed to read in high school and give summaries of them, and they do a great episode on Frankenstein, the novel. So. Oh no, shout class, out to other listening. shows on this show. Just kidding, we do those. So. <laughs> Diversify. It doesn't have yeah. to all be Ninja Turtles, right? You gotta listen to something different. Yeah. Every every now and again <laughs> after you listen to our show. But mostly, yeah, listen to our show first. And then you know what? Listen to some other turtles podcasts, though. We, we, like, we like some other yeah. guys. They are some they awesome. Are so so nothing official, I guess, right? But just kind of a tease of what's to come from that line. For, yeah, from that line. So, so the other figures in that line have not been announced yet, but th that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Is the the box art was revealed by other retailers on NECA's Turtle Tuesday post. They only showed the front and I think the back. Mm. And so we're talking specifically about the side art. Mm -hmm. So we'll for sure probably at least have them announced before the release of that Raphael Frankenstein, because you know. Yeah. And so, and so some more uh, retailers for if you guys want to pick those figures up, I think they're retailing mid 30s to 40 bucks. Um, Raph is up for pre-order right now. He was up for pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store. He still is. Um, but you can pre-order at your local GameStop now um, because a lot of people still don't know GameStop carries action figures. Uh, so you can pre-order them there. You can pre-order them at Entertainment Earth. Um, and be careful. Uh, Amazon doesn't typically carry NECA products. Uh, usually through resellers they do, but Amazon's not really an official NECA vendor. And there are some listings for NECA figures, including this wrap. So uh, I'm going to say you, you'll probably see it on Amazon if you want to pre-order it there. Uh, kind of buyer beware. I, I don't trust NECA from Amazon, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, like I'm not a toy collector, but like that Raphael looks so cool. I'm I'm kind of tempted. I would, I, honestly, I would pre-order through your local GameStop if you have one. Um, you know, five bucks down, you don't have to pay for shipping. Um, and you know, you just 
gotta go in and pay it and pick it up you can trade in games to pay off an action figure like what a world we live in now i do it all the time that's pretty incredible i literally did it on the way home today <laughs> <laughs> one of these days would be trading in your action figures to pay for games and- i i wish that would be the case <laughs> but yeah they're they're not quite there yet um and uh yeah that is it for news from me uh for this week yeah anything else we got um if you ever wanted to see garfield smacking down with the turtles he's gonna be in uh nickelodeon all-star bra- brawl apparently <laughs> oh did we talk actually did we talk about um the other skins yeah we did we did oh, last week we did last week we yeah. did yeah oh. the, the michelangelo black and white one yeah no yeah. they announced leo and april skins now oh. so so leo uh got the same uh treatment the mirage styling but april actually got a really cool deep cut um she's a green jumpsuit which if you've ever collected mm-hmm. or know about the event the original vintage toy line the green uh, suited April only came with the April's news van playset vehicle. So uh, kind of a deep cut because not everybody got that figure. That's one of the rare ones in uh, the toy line. But uh, it's, it's really cool that they, that they uh, did that. Huh. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right. So... That's all. Uh, what are we? What are we gonna do next week, Spencer? Oh, what are we gonna do next week, Spencer? Next week, we will embrace the night <laughs> and um, watch. We wish you a turtle Christmas. So, guys, it is uh, our Christmas episode um, for Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I have waited an entire year, an entire year to do this. Last last year, I spared us by lining up that michelangelo issue to be right you know right for our christmas episode uh this year there there was nothing lining up there are no christmas episodes in the 87 series (laughs) Uh, so so we are going to the infamous we wish you a turtle christmas uh so guys if you want to watch that with us uh you definitely can uh it is available on youtube for watching uh, I don't know that I've ever like sat and watched the whole thing. I I've, I've am only watched, so excited for both of you to do this. I've only watched like the nostalgia critic thing on it, so I'm also going to be careful not to skip any of his jokes. I was like, yeah. don't don't watch don't watch that. I've already I, watched. I want you I want you to go into this with eyes wide open and just uh, just absorb it. I, they should make an ugly Christmas sweater with just the pictures and like the designs of those turtles of the wish you issue turtle christmas turtles oh, absolutely that would like paramount plus. any ugly christmas sweater contest ever they should like, they yeah. should put they should put this on paramount plus like i i they post uh the official turtle socials like posted uh christmas pictures the other day and i was like put this on paramount plus you cowards oh man uh yeah i can't wait for this uh it is just absolutely infamous and uh yeah oh boy uh but guys uh also that is with that that is going to be our last episode of the year next week yeah uh so thank you for we'll save we'll save our thank yous for next week but uh just yeah uh 
that'll be the final episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour for 2021. What a way to wrap it up, I guess. Uh, Is this going to be like an annual thing, Spencer? Are you going to, like, if it's bad enough or good enough, are you going to subject us to it every year? No, no way. (laughs) And there's not a lot of Turtles Christmas content because I think the only other thing is like an episode of 2003. (laughs) Yes, there's the episode of 2003 that adapts the Michelangelo series, but there's also like, I want to say there's actually two Christmas issues in the IDW series. So, yeah, we've got we've got Christmas content to come. Okay. Um, but speaking of Christmas content, guys, uh, if there was ever a Ninja Turtles toy that you've always wanted from when you were younger, let us know somewhere on the internet by tweeting to us, uh, Instagram or Facebook at Ninja Turtle PH, uh, because we would love to hear what those toys were, and we're gonna definitely read them out on the show next week. If you've never had a Ninja Turtles toy, it could be from the vintage toy line, 2003, 2012, Rise, the movies, anything. Let us know. Um, I just want to know what you guys have always wanted. So Yeah, because we're definitely going to need something positive because I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm wondering if we're really going to have anything for The I entire like. thing is going to be positive. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Leave us a review. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Five stars. You know the drill. Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, Spencer. That's it, guys. That's our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a pre- What's happening? <laughs> trying to make like those those sounds in like SpongeBob when they blink and like it's like audible blinking. Yeah, like doink doink. Like <laughs> yeah. Specifically that like squelching sound. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a rough one next week. I can't wait for you guys to watch it. It's weird because like I've I've definitely heard it because uh there's another podcast i listen to that does it annually wait mike um, did you want to do your your closer thing oh did i not no oh, i did but it cut it it must have cut out no i didn't hear it uh i didn't really there weren't anything super notable like any notable quotes um if i kill nobody is it really a crime yeah and we'd already talked about that mm. Uh, go read the whole thing again. Yeah. <laughs>
Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just let it sit in silence <laughs> for like three seconds. Have everyone be like, what? <laughs> I like that a lot. Man, guys, I don't know if you've seen the cover for issue 124, but it is bonkers good. I really wow. like it. My internet's going like punk crazy frogs cover? right now. Sorry? Is that the punk frogs cover? Um no. I'm I'm looking on previews world. It's like the 125 is a punk frogs 124 is leo with the jacket is that what it is no it's uh all of them like crouched under a gargoyle in the snow huh so you can drop it in your in the facebook chat here for you yeah i remember every, every time i kept trying to say my last thing like my internet was was coming out so i guess i guess my internet doesn't want you to hear what my thing was this week we're just gonna leave it silent i guess oh That's yeah fine. We'll just leave it silent, and then hopefully they listen to the bonus content and are like, "Hat." They're like, "Oh, okay, Mike's internet sucks." That guy. No. <laughs> oh, that does look cool. Uh, yeah. who is that? That's Ken. Ken Gehring, I think it is. He's, he's done, done some. He's, he's done, done work on it for. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this just looks really good. I think he actually. I think he was the artist right after issue fifty, if I remember correctly. Okay, but where is Jenny? Good question. I'm I'm a month behind still, so I don't know. I I read last month's and actually the way it ended, it's like once again escalating things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I've I've got some hope, you know. I mean, we do know Armageddon games are coming, so I've got a lot of hope for where things are going. I haven't necessarily loved. I haven't hated it either. You know, I've been pretty indifferent about it, but I haven't necessarily loved or gotten excited for. A lot of the way things have kind of panned out as i've read it mm-hmm. uh, it definitely it definitely doesn't deserve the hate that it gets no no it doesn't uh, deserve the hate that it gets. i do i do agree but. that there are there are set setups and the payoffs aren't always exactly as like cool as they should have been um but that's they're still not bad i think every, i think a lot i think it gets blown out of proportion a lot it does it gets blown way out of proportion i'd agree with that but yeah, I haven't necessarily loved it, so I'm I'm kind of getting excited again, uh, and I I'm pretty I can't, I can't wait to see what Sophie and Tom have coming. Yeah, me neither. Because I mean, like the the thing is, like some of the best like stuff at Mirage from Volume One is when Eastman and Laird were working together and creating stuff together because they kind of like balance each other out. You know, Peter Laird is is like star trek and and like kevin eastman isn't like star wars he's something that's like more pulpy than well, star wars yeah he's, he's flash gordon right flash gordon and so like when the two come together it makes star wars you know <laughs> yeah they're peter butter and kevin eastman jelly yes <laughs> and so that was absolutely terrible thank you so I'm really hoping that like Tom and Sophie can come together for like something really, you know, special as a team that is akin to that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I mean that I think that's that whole after Eastman and Laird is Sophie and or is Campbell and Waltz. Like, yeah, I think that's exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, 
in other news, the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming out tomorrow. Oh. During the Game Awards. Um, so hopefully, uh, it, I was thinking about it. I was like, what else could they be showing during the Game Awards? Hopefully, we get a new trailer for Shredder's Revenge because it's, it's been a minute since we've uh, had one. Yeah, has, hasn't it? We'll get so, another character announced. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe. I mean, this could be when we see Casey. Or you Splinter. Know. Yeah, I'm hoping for Casey. You but... know what? You know what? Actually, you're right. It, it'll probably be Splinter. Um, he does show up in the trailer. Because he does show up in the trailer. And so not. Casey would be cool, though. Um, but hopefully we get a release date. Uh, we are getting closer to, I mean, we're, 2022 is a month away. So hopefully we do get... Um, Hopefully we do get a release date and then um, it's still only confirmed for Switch and on PC on Steam. So maybe, um, hopefully soon. Yeah. My furthest reach for like hoping for a character as playable in that game is Herman the Hermit Crab. Oh, goodness. That'd be I mean, awesome. I, Herman's, my, Herman's probably my favorite meat animal. Yeah, my He's favorite. Great. I think my favorite's Mondo, but I, I, I like this version of Mondo. It is my favorite version of Mondo, but yeah. I still don't like Mondo. I, I like Mondo. And yeah, Herman the Hermit Crab, though, he he comes <clears> in <throat> at a very close second for me. As Herman comes in literally guns blazing. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, I love him. He's so good. Yeah, he's amazing. I really like uh, Man Ray or Ray Filet, as I like to call him. Yes. He's cool. Yes, if they could give me the IDW Mutanimals team as like a DLC of playable characters, <laughs> I would. I, I mean, I like Sally Pride. Um, I don't I play. Like, it's just uh, Seymour Guts. I, 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 I assume his Seymour. actions would just be like laying in bed, wishing to die. But yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> Sally, maybe, maybe not want him. But <laughs> Sally reminds me of Drax. Like if the guard, if if they're the guardians, like Sally, like. She's Sally's like dry and takes a lot of things literally. Mm-hmm. So she just she just reminds me of tracks. See, I could see it. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. Hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, before we go, I need you, I need y'all's help. So right. I'm, I'm responding to a guy on Reddit about uh, how they Keith? made. Keith responding to somebody? What? Yeah, I know I shouldn't do it, but I do. Um, all right, hey, so it's all I ever do. This, so it's what gets me through the day. Mike it, is the most antagonistic person on the internet. And, so. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Yes and no. <laughs> I've got. A, I hate misinformation. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. And so I will step in to correct people Um, specifically because like in this, I feel like not that I want to be, but I feel like this fandom has gone unmoderated for so long that there's, there's too much misinformation spreads too quickly. And a lot of people kind of get the wrong ideas about certain things. Case in point dudes thinking that mirage is super gritty and dark and it's it's stuff like that like that that kind of attitude needs to change 
Okay, so uh -huh. this this is something similar. So we, we've seen this. I've, I pulled up before. Reddit so I can read what you're talking about. Okay, uh, it's uh, I hate how in Turtles Forever and the crossover of the 2012 show got it. Make the, make the 1987 Turtles a joke. Yeah. So I want to say you know please watch past season one. I want to give mm -hmm. some examples. So we've seen and you, the the two of you have watched 87 with me. So I know you have other examples to give. But the examples I could come up with is them literally being in. They get caught in a net made out of pizza dough in an episode. Uh, we've mm -hmm. seen them trip over change spilled from parking meters. I need at least one more, and I just cannot think of anything tonight. Uh, um, man, I complain about the show all the time. I mean, they fly around in a blimp, guys. I know, like but... they fly, they they fly around in a blimp with their name on it. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna put that down. They fly around. They're ninjas who fly around in a blimp with their name on it on the side of it. Like I and and like this 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 is one of those comments that comes up a lot. Is like people people get like so weirdly offended at like Turtles Forever because oh they did the '87 Turtles dirty and it's like they didn't really like they played up the laughs. They, they sure were, yeah, but they're not. It's it's not like they made them entirely different characters. Like they are one hundred percent recognizable as the eighty seven turtles. Like because the kind of hijinks that they do in Turtles Forever are the kind of hijinks that they do on the show. And people yeah. are like, oh no, Leo Leo's more dedicated than that. And it's like, okay, like yeah, he is, but then he also like lost his memory and like became like a musketeer. Right. Do you remember the time he had a bad dream and left the turtles? Yeah, ex yeah exactly. Like Leo had a bad dream and then quit the team and quit. didn't tell anybody. Gave up on his life stream. <laughs> it's like, and and you're you're 100 right. We're like, you gotta watch past the first season. Yeah. Like first season, Leo. Yeah, probably. But like, I think it's like first season and the video games because they're pretty serious in the video games too, and they they well, kick like the a lot of ass in there too. The video but. games the i mean the original the original video games like don't have a whole lot of like there's there's no real story like there's no characters yeah, talking yeah, yeah. to each other so that's what i'm saying so it's like well they're, they're just serious butt kicking machines because they can't be goofy you know yeah i mean it was gonna say because like you know by that by that mark then yeah like michelangelo is an ass kicker yeah mm-hmm I've been want, right. wanting to rewatch season one, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I might do that before I go to bed. It's already pretty late, but I think I could squeeze it in. <laughs> I'm gonna put them on my phone right now because I like to watch these on my phone. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Teenage Mutant Punk Frogs issue 125 it has seven punk frogs on it. We know the first four are Rasputin, Napoleon, Genghis, and the other one, Attila. I think. Attila, thank you. Yeah. I call it now. The other three are Zit, Pimple, and Rash from Battletoads. You heard it here first. If I'm right, you owe me 10 bucks. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right. No. All right. I'll take that bet. I will I, take I that think, bet. I think we're going to end up with uh, what's her name? What's the name of the blood countess? That lady in like Eastern Europe that was like a serial killer. There was a countess that would like yeah, I can't remember her name, but I bet one's gonna be named after her. Maybe Mary after like Bloody Mary. I don't know if we're gonna continue oh. to name them after like 
ruler type people with yeah uh because i think there's like two girls out of the new three i don't know what the last dude would be i don't know i don't think they'd go as far as to like name him hitler that's like a little too recent a little too infamous yeah, right. right yeah All right, let me get it off here. Let's get it off. All right. <laughs> All right. Guys, have a fantastic week. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next week for We Wish You Eternal Christmas. Spencer. Uh, hey, it was Mike's idea. Blame him. Mike. Oh, man. Oh, I can't wait, guys. We'll see. I might love it. You never know. All right. Take care. I think, I think you will. Take care. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> you know, Spencer, the way I know that you didn't watch the 87 cartoon when you were a kid, because uh-huh. we were talking about like don't be afraid of mispronouncing words because you've read it is that you say technodrome and uh-huh. mike and i say technodrome because that's yeah. the way that krang said it but you read you, it you pronounce yeah, technodrome yeah so that's that's how that's how you could tell if someone was born mm-hmm. in the 80s or not is how they pronounce technodrome the technodrome you know honestly i it's technodrome, never, it's technodrome. um <laughs> you know they dance to it yeah i just i never i never i guess i never put that together yeah you're right like spencer you do pronounce the techno drone it's a very deliberate and like other people i've met that uh and there's nothing there's younger than me they pronounce absolutely nothing but it yeah but yeah it, it is it is something I hadn't noticed but now I'm always going to notice going to notice <laughs> gonna follow you. Yeah. it's not going to bother me it's just going to be like <laughs> yeah because I think in 2012 they pronounce it technodrome very specifically I, Pat Freddy must be from Canada or something because it says technodrome so. uh, hold on one second I'm on the internet <laughs> where the hell am I <laughs> uh, no Seattle Washington Okay, well, that's pretty far north. I mean, that's close enough, that's close close enough to Canada. Canada to that's close it. enough to Canada. Yeah, yeah. God, All right, let's get of... started on the show. Yeah. <clears throat> it's getting late. I know. Sorry, guys. That's all good. I had to make some yakisoba.